0: From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. It's me, Mario! A new horrible menace threatened the galaxy. Hello, everyone! This is the Kugali Podcast, the show where we look at sci-fi, comics, anime, fantasy, and all those lovely things from across the African diaspora and beyond. I am Zeke Nelson, comic book writer and host of this podcast. Unfortunately today my co-pilot is not here, that's Tolu, the video game wizard, but I am lucky enough to be joined by Mr. Asante Masawa, the... Founder of Nubia Mansi, a media company that specializes in Afro-inspired sci-fi, fantasy, horror, literally anything that's sort of speculative fiction. So sort of a little bit of like uh, similar to us in in many respects. But Asante, welcome to the Kugali podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, man.
0: Yes, it's an absolute pleasure. This is actually, so if you're a long-term listener of this podcast, you know that we've had Asante here before. And he's making a return to the podcast today, but for listeners who might have just started listening to the podcast on this particular episode, and even listeners who listened to this last year, uh, who need a bit of a refresher in terms of their memory, could you give us a little bit of a quick overview of who you are, what Nubia Mansi is, and what you're all about?
1: Nubia Mansi is a social media platform that uh, posts images of fantasy, sci-fi and horror aesthetics that features um, black people or of a black aesthetic or an, or an African aesthetic. And um, right now we're in the transition of, of um, transforming from just a social media platform into an actual film production company that um, makes short films and full-length feature films based on the images that are posted on our page. So
0: Brilliant. that's what we do. Fantastic. And there's so much to, to, to unpack here, but something that just stood out in my mind is, I think that this is what is so amazing about this era, is that maybe 10, 15 years ago, what you're doing, I mean, even this conversation that we're having right now wouldn't be possible because you're, you know, we're we're literally like two continents away. You know, you're in um, Canada, I'm in the UK, mm-hmm. and you're using the the power of social media to 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 galvanize a movement into creating like a, a, a new film studio as well. So I, I just like the idea of from social media platform to, to film studio. I, I find that very, very uh like quirky in a way.
1: Yeah, this is very futuristic.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly uh so again a few people will be just joining us for this podcast so I, I'm really keen to 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 refresh their memory in terms of sort of like your your own origin story I mean what what about these genres sci-fi um fantasy you know what about all of these things inspired you to start Nubia Manti?
1: well with um... With, well, touching on sci-fi, sci-fi has the power to, um, you know, to shape the, the world that is to come, basically. And if you're familiar with Afrofuturism, that is the, um, I think, the, the, the central point of that whole movement is is um, taking the, the African collective and the diaspora into the direction that we want to go in. Right, and I think having those images being placed out there from a sci-fi fantasy perspective, you know, will help to to um to shape the minds of Black people into a more creative, more progressive um, viewpoint than than the one that you kind of see right now in in um, in certain sectors of the diaspora, particularly in America, where all we're focused on is is race and civil rights issues and, and gun violence and, and all sorts of negativity and, and creative aspect is being squashed you know, due to our focus on that. I'm just doing my part in, in this genre to, again, to normalize you know, seeing us in those genres that we're not used to seeing our faces in. By doing that, I think we can change the narrative as to what black like, people can aspire to become. As to what we can, you know, aspire to create, and um, and yeah, that that's that's one of the reasons why New Mansi exists. It's just to change our collective mindset as to as to how far we think we can go.
0: I have to say, it's it's what what I what I find really striking is I have conversations with. People from around the world. So recently, I think the, we had uh, Bill Masuku on our podcast, who's a comic book creator based in Zimbabwe, and his or, like his inspiration and origin story was really similar. This whole idea of not being able to imagine yourself in these speculative genres is interesting because towards the end of the conversation, we had a little bit of a of a like a, 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 a challenge. We you know we challenged ourselves to to nominate one film that we really enjoyed that was set in Africa that, um, that, that had nothing to do with uh, slavery or colonialism or violence or civil war. And I think that ex- extends to the, the black narrative overall because if we look at the continent, it's always about civil war or corrupt government or poverty. If we go across the the the, the um, Atlantic Ocean to to the Americas, then it's always about like slavery or being in the hood or you know being a gangster. And 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 I, and I think that these things are part of our story and part of our narratives. But it's not all there is to our culture, and it's not all there is to what we have to say. We can also imagine ourselves in space. We can also imagine ourselves with superpowers. And and I think that's really part of the, the value of what you do is being able to see that visually. You know, I, I follow your page on, on Instagram. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners do as well. And just getting those visual cues does a lot to, to, to galvanize people's imagination.
1: Right, exactly. And that's, and that's exactly the point. And speak, speaking of what you said about, you know, when you see movies from Africa that are always about um, slavery and colonialism and warlords and disease and all that kind of stuff. I went to Africa for the first time um, back in July for my first film festival to um, you know, to partner with a company that I'm going to be doing business with to make these films. And um, seeing Africa for the first time was a very um, enlightening experience in a way because you know, one thing I said to my, uh, my colleagues over there is that, you know, the parts of Africa that I'm seeing right now, South Africa, you know, they don't show that on TV. They don't show, you know, the beautiful beaches. They don't show the, the prosperous black people. You know, they don't show the, the loving couples. All they want to show are, are you, know, you know, all the negative things I just mentioned. And so what's important with us launching into these genres is keeping in mind that we have to control our imagery and not have our images and our um, creative uh, juices being in the hands of other entities that are not a part of a community. You know, Hollywood, Marvel, you know, the white-owned companies that don't have Black people's interests at heart. And I think that's that's why you're seeing what you're seeing now, is because a lot more people are starting to realize that. That um, if we want to portray, um, you know, the positive images that that we see ourselves in, then we can't wait for white people to do it. We have to do it.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly, you know? certainly echo, echo that as well. But you, you said something that really sparks that, that sparks an interesting question uh, because a lot of listeners may not know. But you used to manage the, or you, you started the Black Panther film Facebook page. That, is that correct? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And then Marvel took over that. And, and, what, and the reason why I bring that up is because Black Panther is, is, a, is an exact example or a perfect example of sort of, what you're talking about, Marvel is a, is an American company, predominantly white-owned mm-hmm. that 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 is that is doing this film. Probably going to be the highest budget film ever set in Africa as well. And I, I don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about that because if we look at China, for example, like the highest budget Chinese films are all made by Chinese company the uh, companies the. Highest budget Indian films are all made by Indian companies, uh, but it's it's a little bit different in in, in our case. But yeah. so so I mean, obviously, you started this this Facebook page, so I'm, I'm you know I'm imagining you must be a Black Panther fan. So how do you feel? Because a lot of people are excited, uh, but I think there's also some people who are sort of somewhat trepid as well. So I wanted to get your thoughts on on the Black Panther film and what you feel about this <laughs> whole concept.
1: Well, I owe a lot to the Black Panther film because it's the reason why New Mancy even exists. <laughs> um <laughs> Far I, started, I, I started that page in 2012 when um when i heard the news you know through social media that um, marvel was working on a film and um and i didn't know about black panther much until i think maybe a year or two before that i had never even heard of the character and then you know getting more into that into the um the marvel world and like going on the Wikipedia pages and searching all these characters that I, that I watched on the television shows growing up, I heard about Black Panther and educated myself on his character. And then a year after that was when I heard about the film and I got so excited that, um, you know, I decided to start the page for, for the film. And and the, the main reason why it was taken over by Marvel is because, um, when they started the 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 movie pages for iron man and thor and captain america on facebook the end of the url would would say like a thor movie or iron man movie or the hulk movie and so when i was starting that page i said okay well since they have a black panther movie coming out i'm gonna make the url black panther movie (laughs) you know and um and i grew that page to fifteen thousand followers And um, I started other pages as well dedicated to like Avengers art and uh, Justice League art and other art pages. And then after that, that's when I started searching for images um, of, you know, black people in sci-fi settings that, you know, that I could post on another page because I obviously couldn't post on the Marvel pages I ran at the time. And so that's how New Mancy started by me just searching images that I wanted to see of black people um, doing Things that I that I saw, you know, people people doing on um, on the pages I was posting. But yeah, so so Black Panther. Essentially, what I'm saying is that is that um, Black Panther is the reason why um, New Mancy exists, and and I'm personally excited for this movie. Even though, yes, it is being made by Marvel, it is their character. They they came up with this um, with this character, but this film will be good for business for all of us. You. It'll be good for business because, you know, after this film is released, people are going to be looking for more of that sci-fi African narrative that you're going to be disseminating through your comics and that I'm going to be disseminating through my films and other people are going to be disseminating through their video games and anime and all this kind of stuff. So so if you look at the bigger picture and if you put aside the ownership aspect that, yes, it is a problem. but. It'll be good for business for all of us because it's going to be a, a, an outstanding film based on the, uh, the the fan reaction and the content in the trailer, and um, and yeah, for, for for Marvel to even to, to even think of spending almost two hundred million dollars on an all-black film that does doesn't have anything to do with gangsterism and civil war and slavery, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a bold step. And and when it does well, because I do think it's going to do well. You're going to see other film studios doing the same thing, right? So it's going to open a lot of doors for, for all of us. And that's the way I think people need to look at it. They need to look at it from the business standpoint. As to what is my business going to look like after Black Panther? This is what my business looks like before Black Panther. What is it going to look like after Black Panther? And I think you're in control of that, depending on how you look at it.
0: Yeah, I actually, I think it's a two-sided thing. Because on the one hand... What Black, Black Panther does is it's going to bring a lot of eyeballs, you know, the, the film is, I, I think the film is also going to be really, really commercially successful as well, so you're going to have, you know, millions of people having their eyes on this and it's going to whet their appetite for more and you know that's an opportunity for people like myself and you to to step in but I think also in terms of genres I I really think that when you when you bring in other cultures into a genre you actually enrich the genre so if we look at the fantasy genre for example typically when we think of fantasy we think of sort of medieval Europe European sort of settings and Mm. when you actually so I mean I've, I've Like, so I'm a huge anime fan as well. I think you are. And so the animes often have, like, a fantasy backdrop as well. And when you see the anime creators bringing their own culture... So animes are... Primarily from Japan, and so when you see them bringing their own culture into it, it enriches the genre because it's not—it's no longer about the standard, you know, European uh, narrative about dragons and knights. Now you have like ninjas and martial arts brought into the mix, and so I really think that that African culture and uh, African American culture can can actually enrich these these genres, so that we're not actually seeing the same stories over and over again.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. And I'm very interested to see how Black Panther does in markets such as Japan, such as China, such as India when it's released worldwide. I'm really interested to see um, how they do in those countries because, number one, they don't have Black people in those countries much. Um, I think Japan is starting to, to, to get um, more populated with us. And number two, um, Black movies are usually never released in those countries on a worldwide um, basis. You know, They're released in... Um, quote unquote markets that have a lot of, you know, black people, like UK, France and places like that. But you know, what what was the what's the highest growth in black film in China or Japan? You know, or or India, right?
0: Oh, you, I, have, right? I actually have no you can't idea. Name it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there probably there probably hasn't even been one released, you know, with an all black cast. So um so I'm very interested to see how it does in those markets because then again, from 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 my perspective as as a uh, burgeoning filmmaker, um, if it does well, then that gives me hope. That that's another market right there that that um, is going to be um, interested in seeing the images that that, um, that I'm interested in disseminating, you know, to their masses. So, so it's going to be big. I can't wait.
0: That's a really fascinating way of looking at it. Um, I hadn't thought about that actually. But let's switch gears and talk a bit more about Nubiomancy because earlier you spoke of your, 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 like your, your the transition that you're, you're enacting. so, so you're, I think it's Nubiomancy Studios that is going to be the, the new wing of Nubiomancy that's going to be making these short films based on the images that you've been posting on your on your social media. and you spoke about your deal in South Africa. So two things I, so one thing I know is you have a GoFundMe page. Is that correct? Is that still running?
1: Yes. Yes, it's still running.
0: Okay. Cool. So I know you're raising funds through GoFundMe. Uh, you've obviously found co-producers in South Africa. So could you tell a little, uh, people a little bit more about the the next steps that you're making with regards to this transition? How they can get involved, and what you hope to achieve in the coming uh, twelve next twelve to eighteen months?
1: Yeah. So um, so the co-production deal is with a a company in um, in South Africa. They usually. Um, deal with um, what they call soapies there, soap operas, African soap operas. And um, and they've they made uh, some films as well. But they've never um, made anything in the fantasy sci-fi genre. And uh, the person that I'm working with is, um, is uh, the CEO of the company. Can't say much because we're still in negotiations. Fair enough. But um, he saw my campaign in April... And, um, you know, once we started discussing everything and I saw the magnitude of what they were building in South Africa, that's when I decided to go over there and um, see everything and meet, meet the staff. And now we're just in the in the, the throes of working out the, uh, the paperwork behind, you know, because obviously it's a business, so <laughs> paperwork is involved, all the boring stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course. And...
1: Um, and so we, we hope to have that all done uh, by November, early December. We have a slate of five short films that we want to make first. The predicted time right now for the first one to come out is um, sometime in summer or fall 2018. But don't quote me, it could take longer, it could be even shorter. But that's a, that's a predicted time.
0: Well, So how can people get involved?
1: Well, you can share the campaign. I'm still going to keep that ongoing for a while. Um, probably uh, just just into the new year, we've raised almost eight thousand so far, so it's not not too bad uh, of a raising. But um, obviously, I'll have to make up that money with uh, the money that I would get from the film commission. Uh, so, how they can get involved is just um, they can share the campaign, um, and obviously, just follow the page, leave a comment, share a post on your Facebook, uh, tweet it. You know, just just I, I always love seeing seeing. Um, comments from people about um you know what this image does for them i love seeing comments from people who said who tag their friends and say hey that looks like me (laughs) you know (laughs) know, just, just just any anything like that just um like follow comment, and um and yeah let's let's just keep growing this thing because it's gonna it's gonna morph into much more than just a social media platform as i keep saying Right. We need we, we, we can't just let all these great images that we're that we're posting just remain as an image. I need to see it move. I need to see it live. I need to see it, you know, do something.
0: And and, and what I want to say to also encourage people as well is, again, like if you listen to um, our, our last episode, we spoke about our favorite uh, you know sci-fi and fantasy film sets in, in, in Africa. Honestly, I could count... Most of them with maybe my right and my left hand. So, so there are good films out there, but we're really starved for choice. I'm, I'm basically saying this to just kind of encourage people. We've, we've seen a transformation in the, in the Chinese film industry. We've seen a transformation in the, in the Indian film industry as well. And I'm hoping that we can also achieve, achieve the same effect um, as well.
1: Yes, and we will. We, we definitely will. Um, I, I pattern what I'm doing a bit after the Japanese model in that, um, what they have done with anime and how they have marketed anime, um, to the world while still keeping it Japanese to me is, is, um, inspiring. You know what I mean? Um, yes, they, they, they take some European and some American aesthetics, but it's still very, very, very much Japanese, um, you know, with their content. And that's, that's exactly what I hope to do with, um, with what I'm doing is, is um, you know, try to have it as African as possible and not diluting that for, for worldwide distribution.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? so, so to make the content universal but, but authentic yes, at the same time.
1: But still authentic, exactly. That's exactly it.
0: Yes, I think that's a vision that all creators in our space should aspire to. But moving on a bit... You mentioned earlier that you travelled to South Africa for the first time, and I, I would be amiss if I didn't ask you what that was like, because I find that oftentimes with black people across uh, across the Americas, so North America, South America, Car- the Caribbean, there's always this conception of what Africa is, is like. And I, I think it goes both ways. Uh, we Africans as well always have this conception of what these... Uh, diasporic communities are like as well so you've had the unique experience of, of, of visiting both worlds and so what was it like going to South Africa and going to Africa for the very first time it was it's um, a word I'm looking for it escapes me
1: now but uh, like I said earlier it was very enlightening it was um, it was inspiring and um, I felt like I was home. I really did. Um, I was welcomed like I was home. I mean, you know, the, the moment I got off the plane, and um, you know, met my contact, and he, he met other people, it just made me feel like like I was Zulu. <laughs> they, they made me feel like I was from <laughs> South Africa, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, I just I just felt like that's that's where I'm I'm uh, supposed to be, and, and actually. Um, I'm actually planning to move there in, in two years, because of, um, partly because of the co-production agreement that I told you about earlier. And, um, and most of the filming will be taking place in South Africa as, as per the, uh, the agreements with the, with the co-production agreement. So it would make more sense for me to be where the filming actually happens, right? So um, I'm planning on moving there in a, in a couple of years once I get the finances in order and um and yeah, I just fell in love with um with a city called Durban. I fell in love with um you know with what I saw there and the way people were living and just just seeing my people on the other side of the world do well i just that 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 created a very euphoric feeling um within me and and I wanted to be around that you know so so going there for the first time was was very very much like. Akin to to Muslims who who go to Mecca for the first time, right? Wow, that their, is a brilliant pilgrimage. analogy. I love that. I yeah, I, I felt like I was doing my pilgrimage, and my pilgrimage was um, was so um, awe inducing that I said to myself, "Yeah, this is this is where I want to be. This is the continent I need to live on. I'm I'm over the Western world. I'm over." You know, Western clothes. I'm over. You know, the English language. I want to be around, (laughs) Um, some something different. I want to be around something that makes me feel um, much more, much more, um, you know, much more creative. So yeah, I would definitely suggest that any black person who calls himself, you know, Pan African or Afrocentric or whatever, you definitely need to go to Africa. Make
0: that a priority. Wow, I'm still struck by that mecca reference but that that really really hit the nail on the head and i'm so happy for you that you you had this experience and i have no doubt that it's going to feed into your work as you pursue your filmmaking career and yeah let's i I can't wait to see how how it comes to fruition but where we've all actually gone a bit over time now, but I, just because this conversation has been so on point. So let's move to our final section, which is our quick fire round, where I'm just going to ask you a few questions so that we get to know you as a nerd and as a fan. So what I want to ask you first is, what are some of your favorite sci-fi or fantasy films? If you can give us one within our niche, so an African film or an African-American film, and then one outside the niche.
1: I saw a really great... Um short film recently but it, it the, the name escapes me i should say the film was basically about a, a woman that has um every time she falls asleep she escapes into this dream world and oh i know i know what it, you're
0: talking about actually yeah
1: yeah, yeah I, I, I can't remember the recently. name
0: of the film but i i believe it was by dillman diller who's a Ugandan um, sci-fi yeah, author yeah. and filmmaker. And it's a really, really fascinating film. I, I, I love it. I
1: could, I could definitely see that stretched out into, into more lengthy film. But uh, yeah, I really love the imagery. I love the costumes. I love the direction of the story. And um, yeah, it, 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 it's one of the few short films I've seen that actually really captivated me. But outside of Ranish, um, um Matrix is still, you know, the, the, the most inspiring sci-fi film I've ever seen personally. Yeah, that, that's going to have um, a big influence in in some of the things that I do in the future. Uh, in terms of anime, one very captivating anime I saw recently was um, Howl's Moving Castle. Have you ever watched that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, the, the visuals are just stunning. Oh, I mean, amazing. That
1: That is anime on steroids, man. <laughs> Seen that film and yeah, that, that's the kind of animation I'd love to make. Um, eventually. That, that's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, um, anime film I've ever seen, House Moving Castle. So those, those are my two, my favorite anime film and my favorite um, live-action sci-fi film, Matrix and uh, House Moving Castle.
0: Yeah, just to iterate, because I'm a huge fan of the, the studio that does that did House Moving Castle, they're called uh, Studio Ghibli, and yes. pretty much all of their films are, are um, they're, they're just, they're, it's, it's art in, in, like, yes. on, a, on a completely different level.
1: Yes, very much so, very much so.
0: Okay, so now let's have a little bit more like rapid fire questions. So, mm-hmm. Star Wars or, I mean since the new Star Trek uh, series be- uh, came out, I'm, I'm curious to find out, uh, Star Wars or Star Trek?
1: Star Wars for the action, Star Trek for the characters.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah. Moving on, favorite superhero outside of Black Panther?
1: I don't know if he's considered a superhero, but Bishop. Okay. Not, not, many, not many not many people know him, but um growing up watching the X-Men uh animated series, he, he was my favorite X-Men. When that once he once he appeared from that little time jump and in, into the past where he tried to kill Gambit, spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> he you know his his bombastic voice and just how he was just pissed off at everybody in this Kicking ass and taking no taking no uh, no prisoners. I, I I love Bishop from that moment on. And I'm very very saddened to see what what Marvel and uh, not, not Marvel sorry, uh, Marvel would know better. But what Fox Studios did to him in in, in his first live action um appearance, you know they basically did, did what they did to they did to him what they did to Storm, which was they just completely shitted on his character. Yeah. So. Hopefully one day that that can be rectified. But outside of Black Panther, it's Bishop.
0: Yeah, trust Panther. trust uh, Fox to ruin ruin a Marvel film. Yes, another one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, the I, if, hopefully you've seen these two films, but The Shining or The Exorcist?
1: Oh, The Exorcist, by far. Oh, how's <laughs> that? I, I, I saw The Shining actually earlier this year uh, with a friend of mine. It, it was good, but it's, it's it's not it's not it's not The Exorcist. Definitely The Exorcist for sure. You know they have a se- you know they have a series out right now, right?
0: What on The Exorcist?
1: Yes, yeah, they have a series called The Exorcist. It's, it's based on, well, loosely based on the, uh, the 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 movies, but yeah, I watch it too every week. It's, it's pretty oh much. wow,
0: okay, I, I'll I'll have to look that up. I, I love The Exorcist, yeah. actually, one of my favorite um, horror films of all time. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you, I'm glad you went for that one. Yes. Okay, so. Now, what I now what I want to know as well is when you think of, I mean, considering like who you aspire to be, like when you think of the word successful, do any filmmakers come to mind for you?
1: Um, I really love the trail that is being blazed by Ava DuVernay.
0: Oh wow, that was literally like the first name that came to my mind as well. But please continue. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, she's not the most successful, but she's definitely getting there, and she's you know seeing the projects that she's being attached to. Um, you know, sci-fi and fantasy really makes me happy to see a black filmmaker that's really making inroads into, um, into that genre, you know, because I can name a lot of, you know, successful black filmmakers and producers or whatever, but but they don't do the, the genres that, that we're interested in. They do obviously the romantic comedies, the slave genres and, you know, all stuff that, that is tired and played out, right? And to see what Ava DuVernay is, um, it's to see the direction that she's heading into, um she's probably going to be like a like a pioneer like a stalwart in 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 terms of black directors who focus on sci-fi. I'm hoping that's what she that that's the direction she's going into where where you know kind of like a
0: female Guillermo del Toro or like a Christopher Nolan. And you know the thing about Ava DuVernay is when you watch her films it's hard not to feel some sort of emotional impact and that's really why her name pops to my mind when I think of the word successful. Because I think oftentimes we conflate success with financial success, which uh, can sometimes be different things. But what, what, think, what you'll notice about Ava DuVernay, is she's created this cult-like following of die-hard fans. So sometimes it's not about breadth, I mean, like how many films you've sold, but like depth, how, how deeply you've touched the few people that you've managed to expose yourself to. And, and that's really what strikes me about her but as as I alluded to earlier we're we're, we're a bit over time so to to round things off last quickfire question since we are both sci-fi fans you have a time machine that allows you to send tweets to yourself in the past but you can only send one tweet to yourself 10 years in the past so you're limited to 140 characters what do you send yourself, or what do you tweet yourself?
1: I can send a tweet 10 years into the past.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I would say, Asante, go to film school, stop worrying about girls, and work two full time jobs now so you don't have to do it in the future.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what I would say. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think that that's probably good, good advice. Um, that most, a lot of people listening can, can take, um, particularly sort of the yes. go to film school th- things. Cause I think a lot of people who have creative ambitions, we tend to, we, we tend not to listen to like our, our creative side. So I think encouraging yeah. people to actually express their, their creativity is really, really important. So that's the one thing I would urge people to take from your, from your message.
1: Yeah. I never thought of filmmaking, or even writing as a career when I was 21, never even crossed my mind, not once. And I, if it did, I would have like five films out right now if <laughs> I went to film school at 21. But I, yeah, that I has never thought of it as a career. Never crossed my mind because you don't see it. You don't see it, but you know very often there's not there's not a, a um, an exorbitant amount of um, successful black filmmakers to say yes. You know, we can. I can be a filmmaker. But yeah if you're if you have a creative um, a creative angle and if that's really something that you're passionate about the younger you are the better it is to start pursuing it then right don't wait till you're 35 40 pursue it at 21 and by the time you're 35 40 you'll be much much farther ahead
0: Alright, cool. I think that's a very, very, um, that's excellent advice and a really great note to to close things off on. So just to round mm-hmm. off. Uh, well, first, first of all, like, thanks. This has been a really, really brilliant conversation. This is round two. Uh, and I, I'm sure like there'll be a round three and four as, as both uh, Kugali and, and Nubia mansi grow. Uh, so to just round, round things off, um, just tell people where they can say hi to you on the, on the internet um, and where they can find uh, Nubia Mansi if they haven't already come across you.
1: Um, uh, you can find me on social media. My name is Asante Masawa. So just search um, Asante Masawa on uh, Facebook, Instagram. And yes, you can also follow Nubia Mancy. So we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, Tumblr. So you can find us on, on those uh, social media platforms. And if you have anything um, that you'd like to submit for posting, you can send your submissions to newbiemancy at gmail.com. And um, that's some of some of the content that I post. I get uh, through email and some get posted, some don't, but just send it. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's where you can find us.
0: Brilliant. And just one, one more thing as well. As I really, really highly recommend uh, following that that Instagram. I'm working on my first comic book um, at the moment, and just having that visual reference that Nubia Mancy mm-hmm. has has mm-hmm. been a godsend because it's like, okay, what would like an African sort of like cyborg, like a cyborg inspired by African mm-hmm. aesthetics, look like? And then I just need to go to mm-hmm. Nubia Mancy and then I, then I can see that. Um, so so a whole, that, a whole so bunch. You, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So endless, if you're
1: endless, endless amounts. <laughs>
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. So if you're a creator, I I honestly think um, Nubium Mansi is a a, a godsend. But yeah, thanks so much for for joining us today. I think we'll we'll call it here. (laughs) Sorry guys, one last announcement before we call it a day. The Kugali Magazine, the October edition, is coming out this Friday. If you haven't heard of the Kugali Magazine, where have you been? It is a collection of comic books set across the African continent and diaspora. We have three stories for you this time, all in full color. We have one story set in a futuristic Morocco, one set in a fantasy rendition of Nigeria, and another set in modern-day Zimbabwe. Our contributors have worked really hard on this, and I've looked at the magazine. It is gorgeous, and I, and I can't wait to hold it. In my hands. You can pick up a physical copy today. You can pre-order at kugali.com forward slash magazine. Or you can subscribe on Patreon as well. That will get you a, a, a digital or physical copy of the magazine. That's at patreon.com forward slash kugali media. Guys, we work really hard on this and it is gorgeous. I Trust me, if you're a nerd, you're going to love what we have in this magazine. And it's also the best way to support this podcast and what we do with Kugali. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for your support. Thanks for listening. Have a great day or a good night, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Take care.